Join the adventure in Teneris from Dragory Games, creators of the award-winning Arena Miniatures Battle Game. Teneris is a high fantasy campaign setting for the world's greatest role-playing game. Join the thousands that have dared answer the call to battle. Teneris powers your Dungeons and Dragons games, including new species, four new classes, spells, magical items, archetypes for each of the original classes, and much, much more. So come, forge your team, and march into war. Find Teneris on all social media at Dragory Games and at DragoryGames.com. Brought to you by the power of the internet and fueled by imagination, this is Game Night Heroes. Toss dice and tell stories. The deeds of heroes await, and legends dare to be heard. This is Game Night Heroes. Hello, and welcome back to the Game Night Heroes. We are the Game Night Heroes, and you can be too. If you're just tuning in, we are continuing our adventures in Tanaris, a new campaign setting for 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons from Dragori Games. This is episode 4, and due to the massive excitement and the power of this campaign, we're unable to contain it to our originally intended goal of having this be the final episode. We are extending Tenaris into a 5-episode arc, rather than our intended 4. And you'll see why at the outset of this bad boy tale. I'm Kevin. I am the host and the Game Master for the Game Night Heroes, and today I am joined by four players ready to take the march into war in Tenaris. If you are just joining us, please feel free to go back and listen to the first three episodes. Before we begin to play a collaborative tale in which the outcome of said story is determined by dice rolling, let's take a moment to have my friends and I reacquaint you with who we are, who we're playing, and what to expect. Hey everybody, I am Rob, and I am going to be playing Garrick. I am one of the new classes, the Dragonblade kind of guy who uses the powers of Draconic Spirits and channels them. Yeah, I'm loving this. I'm really excited. Can't wait to see what happens next. Excellent. Hello, I'm Nate, and I'm playing Embolo, the Taimaku Cleric of Courage. Uh, and I'm Brittany, and I am playing Kalanya. She's a lost magic researcher. She's a wizard, and she's also an imperial servant. And I'm Colleen. I am playing Ravel, the mad walker, walking the edge of sanity and insanity. Great team on the way to hopefully become a team. And as said, I'm Kevin. I'm playing as the dungeon master for the game, which means that I get to continue to play as everyone and everything else. So, let's listen to the war drums as we continue to march into Tenaris. Previously on Game Night Heroes. 
After defeating a band of ambushing goblins, and partaking in a subsequent sojourn into the dark nightmare realm called the Penumbra, our four heroes have arrived in Skybell City. They began to seek a way to become one of the great teams sanctioned to effect great change in the world of Ahimoth. After raising the ire and ridicule of Gary Landon and his team, they sought to find a beneficiary to support them. Such a test was tampered with, however, and they found themselves without proper support or direction. Dejected, our heroes have taken to a rest of their weary bodies after a trying ordeal, but time and unwanted attention has caught up with them. To become a team, the tale of these heroes begins to draw to a close, and they seek a final method to survive the threats in their quest of discovery. This journey now concludes. And Mbolo, in the periphery of your hearing, there's something that is amiss in the room suddenly with the four of you. Something unlike Garrick's snoring or Ravel's nightmare talk that she has in her sleep when she regards the terrible past that happened to her, the one that she seeks to remember. This is something different. A slight scraping and a clacking in one corner of the room is if something unnatural, something foreign, has arrived. You instinctively open your eyes and dart your vision off to the corner, just in time to notice a small creature emerge out of the shadows and begin to stalk towards you and your companions. Luckily, you're able to awaken in time to see the small creature, which appears to be some sort of strange insectoid creature, not unlike those that you fought in the Penumbra. And as the creature comes forward, attempting to do whatever it is that these foul beings do in the night when its prey is sleeping and resting, this strange spider-like form comes forward and begins to attack. You have just enough time to reach for your warhammer and raise it up into battle as the creature closes in. I become aware of this presence in the room and open my eyes to see what it is. And all these thoughts come rushing in as, number one, how dare they interrupt this moment, this solace. And then, you know, how can this be? This looks like something from the number. Maybe something's followed us through or we've been marked or somehow. How did anyone even know we were here? And, and then the third thought is to wake everyone up. All right. Well, first, we got to roll initiative. I'll treat this as a surprise round, and Mbolo, you can go ahead and react as part of this, but I still want to see who reacts, you or the creature first, so if okay. you don't mind. Yeah. Okay, well, everybody roll. So, what's everyone's initiative? 22. From a natural 20. Mm -hmm. First roll of the final session of Teneris is a natural 20. I like the omen of that. And Kalanya got a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, well, just you wait there, Kevin, because we also got the extreme opposite. Natural <laughs> one for a total initiative of one. Uh, well, if the balance. Yes, I would say, if anything, Molo's <laughs> prayers have taught us is that balance is necessary in all things. Where a natural 20 must exist, so must too a natural one. Yeah, but, but why does it have to exist for me? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I rolled a 19 for a total of 22. Fantastic. Okay. And Mbolo, because you got the natural 20, I'm going to have you go first, even though you and Ravel have the same initiative score. So during the surprise round when the strange creature emerges from the shadows, you are able to react. So Mbolo, what do you do to recuperate? You said you slam your warhammer on the ground and yeah, I use it to stand myself up, and I'm going to channel divinity and bolster my spirit as I'm coming out of this prayer session. So I say the incantation, the prayer to Tamara, and I spend a courage point. And if I apply it to myself, I gain three benefits. So I'm going to give myself plus one to AC, plus one to attack, and plus one to damage. Oh, I like that. Very cool. Now, I'm probably not wearing my armor. Would you think you have taken it off yet? Yeah, I would have doffed it to settle in for the night and pray and everything. All right, then. I will adjudicate that all of you are perhaps then winding down for the night and are armorless, which doesn't really affect Kalanya all that much. But, you know, it's good <laughs> to know that Garrick isn't in his badass armor. <laughs> <laughs> he might sleep in his armor. You never know. He's a little paranoid. He might be. He might I mean, be then, then I'll wonder why he took the bed if you're just going to sleep in your armor. If I am to kill Avatar Dragon, I must be Avatar Dragon. <laughs> Thus, I stay in my armor always. He must be ever vigilant. All right, so right now I'm a 14 instead of an 18. Gotcha. And then I will smack him one on the head with this big-ass hammer. All right, you cross through the room and you meet the beast head-on. As you approach, it does look like some sort of strange four-legged spider-type creature that has strange chitinous armor upon its body. No eyes, you notice. It does seem to be something that is from the penumbra, as you reason. And it does look rather sinister. All right, I swing with my warhammer two-handedly with a 19, well, 20, because I'm getting plus one. Yes, a 20 will hit it. For eight points of bludgeoning damage. Ooh, I like that. Bring it down squarely upon its chitinous hide. You do. You surge forward and using the warhammer in both hands, you bring it down and it does smash into its face. Part of the armor and hide does shatter off into the room and scatters across the floor. As it does so, you see that it embeds into the wood floor, almost as if spikes or shrapnel being thrown down upon it. Mm. It's going to retaliate and attack you right back. It has claws that it comes at you and tries to attack you with. The first comes at you with an 18, the second one comes at you with a 5. The first one gets me. One of its claws comes forward and jabs into your thigh and pierces through. You feel it scrape across the bone inside your leg. Oh, man. You take four points of damage, and then it wrenches it free. It slices at you with its other claw. You do manage to divert it off to the side with your warhammer. Okay. At this point, your sleeping companions begin to rouse and enter into the combat. Mbolo, you are still alert and active. It's still your turn. What do you do? A cursing touch. Ooh, okay. What's that do for us? One creature. I have to touch it, so I guess it means I have to roll. Yeah, you'll make a melee spell attack. Nine. Nine. Okay. You reach forward with your hand, pulling down the power of Tamara across the beast, and unfortunately it sidesteps out of the way quicker than possible. <sighs> there is a strange shadowy blur as it moves, almost as if it is half in this world and half in another. Damn these accursed number of things. Ravel, there is something unnatural that pulls you from your slumber. 
your eyes instantly lock on the creature. You recognize it as a beast from the penumbra, an envy, a strange creature that feeds upon jealousy energies. You have encountered these beasts before, but you don't remember where. But it hones your abilities and you're instantly awake. What do you do? I am going to expend one of my insanity points. Ooh. I'm going to cast Dark Energy, and then I'm going to grab my rapier and jump up and try and stab it. Excellent. You call forth that dark energy that swims about your soul, and the insanity does brush against you. You feel it imbue into your weapon. You surge across the room to meet next to Mbolo and attack the creature. Penumbral energy sifting through the air as you move. That would be a dirty 20. A 20 will hit. That's six piercing damage from the rapier. Mm -hmm. And then the penumbral energy will do another d6. That's two points of damage from the dark energy. You surge forward, and when you stab at it with the rapier, you feel it bite into the creature. It pokes through part of its chitinous armor that Mbolo had already smashed through. You do feel the dark energy come out of the blade and into the creature, but that seems to have no effect. It shrugs off the necrotic damage caused by the penumbral energy that resides within your blade. Kalanya, you snap out of your trance, broken by the sudden noise in the room. You take stock of what there is. What do you do? I am going to use my firebolt cantrip on this thing with a 22 to hit. That certainly will. And nine damage. Ooh, fire damage. I love it. And I'll move diagonally through the room to get a better angle on this thing. So Kalanya, as you jump up, your wand comes into hand almost telekinetically, and you focus it at the beast. A firebolt streaks out of it, surges through the room, and splits the air between Imbolo and Revel. And it slams into the creature's face. Part of that broken facade simmers and burns away. Garrick, in your sleep, you stir slightly. <laughs> a blast of energy comes forward out of that hole that you just blasted, Kalanya, and it surges forward towards you. Does a 17 hit you? Indeed it does. Okay. You're going to take 7 points of psychic damage as the blast streaks through the room, slams into your chest right next to the brooch that you earned earlier today, and knocks you back down off of your feet, and you roll and scatter across Mbolo's Akete rug before getting to your knee. That one hurt. A lot. And it seemed to be focused on you specifically. They're trying to destroy the pendant! Garrick, Kalanya's yell finally wakes you from your slumber. The spirit of the dragon deep within you was not ready to wake up, but you fight through that. What do you do? Who disturbs my slumber? I look over and see the creature, and I am going to actually just pull out my longbow. Your weapons and whatnot are next to the bed? <laughs> yep, I always keep it there. While still laying in bed. Yeah, I, I jump up to my knees on the bed and take aim with the bow. All right. Wait, can I only use the draconic powers if my spirit was out? I'm trying to remember. I believe it's if you have it summoned, it can feed off of the energy. I believe you could still do them without it summoned, though. Yeah, I guess I'll just use the draconic power, and then I'll summon my guide next time. I'm going to use a burning strike with this. So. Okay. So as you pull the longbow up and take aim, 
the draconic spirit within you rouses, and it does imbue your weapon with the fury of the beast within you. It appears I am still a little groggy as I rolled an eight. And you fire the bow. Red-hot fire lances across its tip as the arrow streaks through and slams into the wall next to the creature. Mbolo. I will spend another courage point, and as a bonus action, summon my inner strength in order to smite my foe, which will give me an additional die of damage to the end of my next turn. Wow. Okay. So I'll raise the Warhammer high, two-handed, and back with ye! Be gone! Uh, 22. That'll definitely do it. Oh boy, for three bludgeoning... Plus another D10, another three. <laughs> so I'd get uh, plus one on my damage for my first courage thing I did. Yep. So eight points of damage. And as you bring the Warhammer down, it slams into the beast's face again, driving it down into the floor, mm! half embedding it into the wood that shatters and splinters around it as the Warhammer finishes its swing. The creature twitches twice before going still. Strange black goo spreads around its body before it begins to dissolve and vanish back into what you would guess to be its penumbral home. I look at Kalanya and point to the goo and says, is that anything you could use? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) And combat seems to be over. That was unexpected. To say the least, that hurts. Were we followed? Or betrayed? Or do we have some numbral scent upon us? And that kind of gives me shivers just to say it out loud. That doesn't make sense. They can't enter our realm. Did something summon it? I'll tell you what's going on. As you all turn, you see Garrick sitting in the chair at the fire. I would like to think that that other team might be up to no good again. We tried to cover our trail. Just noticing some slight observations here. Mbolo, didn't you say at the road when we were attacked there, you found something that seemed like a gloomfolk? Yes. And who was a member of their team? (laughs) More gloomies. Exactly. Mm. And didn't I hear you just say now, uh, a little bit ago, Kalanya, that the brooch was being targeted? It does seem that way. A shot right at it. And who does not want us to prevail in the tournament? Another team. The only piece of this puzzle that doesn't quite add up is the creature from the Penumbra. We did know from what Ravel said, that someone of high-level powered magic would have to be able to open such a portal to bring them here. They must be in cahoots with somebody with such power, which is quite terrifying, to say the least. Wouldn't you all agree? I do agree. Indeed. You would all know that if, perhaps, Gary Landon's team were behind the sabotage of this, There would be a very definitive way to deal with it. Tomorrow, in the arena, you could perhaps challenge them to an actual battle to the death, to perhaps determine if they are guilty in the eyes of the gods. (laughs) 
then on the morrow, let's take the battle to them. Enough of this skulldudgery. We must get as much rest as we can, though. I'm afraid I don't really have any spells left to help us if we don't do that. I will continue my prayers and take the first watch. All right, then. So the rest of your night traverses uneventfully, luckily. But the strange mystery that is unfolding around you is definitely something that you all want to look into. Discovery is the name of your game. There's nothing more important to discover than what might be happening in Skybell City this day. And so the morning arrives and you all find yourselves refreshed as best you can be. As you enter out of the sanctuary in the cathedral, you find the other hopefuls that were all over the lawn the day before have probably gone down by half. And the four of you begin to make your way towards the arena. Yes. With great purpose. Along the way, I'll look for a town crier or somebody kind of dispatching the day's news and give a listen. You find one. You find a young individual that is standing there off to the side, and they are crying out several different announcements about the other teams being murdered or dispatched. Also, an announcement regarding the fact that Gary Landon's team seems to be the best participants this year so far. It's unique because most teams maximize their efficiency by becoming four members, and his team seems to be just him, the Gloomfolk Archer, and the Mysterious Man in the Hood. So people are really talking about that and really noticing that that's something strange. As you guys all four approach the front of the Arena of Fate, you do see that next to a large statue that does seem to depict several warriors engaged in battle, there is a familiar face. Taram Hemsfield stands there. He notices the four of you approach, and he gives you a very curt but very important nod. There is a small crowd around him that parts as he makes his way towards all of you. Well met again, friends. I trust you slept well. No. Oh, Taram, <laughs> we had a horrible experience. We were attacked last night. Can you believe that? What? Are you serious? Yes, there was this thing from the Penumbra. It came through into our room. He looks around as if trying to suss out suspicious people in the nearby area and he pulls you off to the side to a more secluded area. It looks to be some sort of booth that people who would be more important, people who would witness the arena, would perhaps sit. He goes, tell me more about this attack. What happened? Well, I mean, Ravel could tell you more about the creature itself. We were taking sanctuary in the evolutionist cathedral last night, no less, when in the middle of the night, what appears to be a creature from the Numbra manifested itself in our quarters. I describe how it looks. If they all kind of look randomly grotesque. Yep. There was a creature of envy. I'm not entirely familiar with these types of creatures. What exactly is their purpose? They feed off our envy and they kill. They're evil creatures. They have no real purpose other than causing chaos. Yes, but that creature seemed to have a purpose in place of trying to destroy our pendant. I have reason to believe that Gary Landon and his team is involved in this. 
a rather bold claim, one that could perhaps besmirch his honor. He is a man of lesser importance in a neighboring city. He has been given a small bit of a landhold there due to his allegiance to the Empire already. He wishes to make a bigger name for himself by seeking out into the wasteland to openly accuse him of such a heinous act would require a great bit of proof. I don't have to tell any of you that matters of honor are of great import here in Teneris, and to perhaps try to go against that would raise his ire. Dare I say that for all of his bluster, he is a rather skilled redeemer, from what I've been told. He channels magic quite capably, and if you were to perhaps challenge him, it may not entirely be a soft encounter that you will have. Well, we plan to meet him on the battlefield in the arena, so it won't be a soft encounter no matter what. To the death. Not mm. to the death, remember? Nobody dies in the arena. Mm, well, there's no soft encounter at the end of this hammer. Taram gives you all a grim look. I see that you wear a brooch. This marks you as one of the teams, although I can tell from its color, size, and shape that it does not mean that you have gained a beneficiary proper. That is correct, but we hope to rectify that today. And I'm sure you shall. What is important at this point is to remember that if you enter the arena, you will do so with the small benefits of being a team, but you will not be able to fully gain the benefits of a team unless you are victorious. If you wish to challenge Gary Landon and his team, you must be willing to do so at whatever cost may be harsh for you. What are you implying? I offer my life. Don't be dramatic, Garrick. <laughs> What's more important than my life? If I'm willing to lay down my life in my honor, then I'd say that's quite a great sacrifice that could give us more benefits. He looks towards you, Garrick, and he says, I appreciate your fervor, Dragonblade. I have fought with others of your ilk before, and I know that you are quite skilled, brazen, and very capable. I do not have any sort of foolishness or remiss when I tell you that Gary Landon and his team are quite capable. The Gloomfolk warrior, Zala, is known to wield magical arrows that pierce the strongest hide. And Tabak, the silent bard, has been known to walk a land of strange, dark rituals, if the rumors are to be true. You may just have to offer up your life if it is this team that you wish to encounter. But it's up to you. I cannot stand in the way of anything that may perhaps be due within the arena of fate. And as he's saying this, almost as if by fate, you notice Gary Landon and his team approaching a few paces away. You're just outside of their direct view from within the palanquin. And you notice them, however. He walks with a saunter. He's wearing very richly embroidered purple and maroon robes with several belts and brooches as well. There is one that is very similar to yours, Kalanya, upon his lapel. You notice his is a reddish color. It has a large one emblazoned upon it. Because of the size and shape of it, you can tell that it is better appointed, which would perhaps imply that he has gained a beneficiary the proper way. Hmm. What do you guys want to do? I mean, I would expect Garrett to... Yeah, I was waiting for Garrett to kind of yeah. jump in on that one. Yeah. Right? 
Landon! With that, the crowd that is around him stops, and in unison, all of them, as well as Landon and his team, slowly turn to regard you as you step out of the palanquin's cover. Yeah? Who's that there? He says, looking at you, his gold teeth gleaming in the morning sun. It is I, Garrick Balliol, and I challenge you and your team to death match in the arena. When you call out the death match, the crowd that was in your typical excitement hubbub around him and around you goes deathly silent, and everyone turns to regard you. There is definitely an air of weight that goes through as everyone hears what you said. Well, is that true then? Landon says with a bit of a swagger. He starts moving towards you. <sighs> Let it be known here, Dragonblade, that if you go against me, you're going to be dead. I put less than you in the ground before. He moves closer to you, and he looks to regard the rest of your team. Do you fight by yourself, or do these three fools here fight with you? We fight with him. All for one. He looks and he regards the brooch upon you, Kalanya. Well, I gotta say, if you want to challenge me proper, it's gotta be from one leader to another. Then I challenge you. He snickers to himself, for turning to the crowd. Let it be heard here first, people. These fools wish to die in the arena of fate today. What do you think? Should we give you all a fine show? And there's a pause, and then everybody in the crowd starts actually reacting as if they're excited yet horrified by this prospect. <laughs> there is an older woman who walks out of the crowd. What is the meaning of this here? She says. And none of you recognize who she is, but you can tell from her finely appointed clothing that she seems to be somebody important. And Taram steps up from behind all of you. Merrill, there has been a challenge. This team, he says, pointing towards you, has challenged this team to a battle of mortal combat this day. She looks, such a thing is not typically done, but it can be. What is the problem here? Why do you wish to invoke this right? She's looking at you, Kalanya. Last night we were attacked in our room while we were sleeping, and we believe that this man and his team were behind it. And what sort of proof do you have to this? He has threatened us. And sabotaged us. And I look to her and say, I'd prefer not a battle to the death. I'd prefer a battle of wits. But he appears to be unarmed. <laughs> I kind of say it to the crowd. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll, please. 23. Woo! Nice. There is quite a bit of laughter that goes up through the crowd. And it starts to grow and rumble across the crowd like a wave of sound. And Landon notices this, and he looks around, and you can see his face flushes. Yes. This is not a man who is used to being embarrassed like this. And he turns back towards you, towards your team, and he spits out his words with fury. I accept your challenge. You damn fools will feel my wrath. No one makes a fool out of Gary Landon! 
Nobody! You do that well yourself. The crowd continues to laugh and snicker. He turns and he storms through it. And he makes his way towards the arena. We will settle this now! And the old woman looks towards him and looks back to you. Then she meets her gaze with Taram for a moment. He just gives a solemn nod. Very well. If you would approach, please, we will get this underway. And she leads you towards the arena. Taram walks behind the four of you and follows you to the gate. Before you enter in, he says, I hope you're aware of what you're doing. Not entirely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, might I give you one last piece of advice then? For I have grown to like the four of you due to your approaches. The arena is typically used to settle disputes, and part of that is not necessarily won by the strength of your blade or your magic. You must learn to win the crowd as well. You must learn to bend them to your will as well as your opponents. Do you understand what I mean? Is it through interacting with the crowd? You know, like the banter? It is more a feeling. It is more a trust. To perform for others is a way to perhaps give part of yourself. Be genuine, and your crowd will know that you are true. Thank you for that advice. We appreciate it. Yes. He gives you all a nod, and he steps back out of the way. And the four of you follow the elderly woman into the arena of fate. You are led to a side chamber where they begin to look over you all to make sure that you are in fitting health and you have proper armor, weapons, and things like that. The process is rather quick. You notice that they've become very efficient with this. And you notice that they are looking at you all and determining something about you. A little bit of a respectful look from some. And others of them give you a look like perhaps you're a bunch of hotheads that have brought some sort of punishment on yourself. But such thing can be expected. Is there anything you guys want to say or do before you get ready to go in? or Maybe. Maybe a spell. That could be fine. So I have some things I could do that the effect lasts for one minute. I mean, we could uh, time that right. Yeah, there's going to be like a little bit of a presentation. So to do it like now, yeah, you could wait. To wait till after. Well, I'm going to spend a courage point then, and I'm going to go around to each one of us with words of encouragement. Dear friends, you know, on this day, we will live or die together. I am glad we met. I'm glad fates have bound us like this. And today is not a day for defeat. Today is only victory. And all my allies gain number of temporary hit points equal to 1d6 plus my level. Wow. So five temporary hit points for everyone. Okay. Nice. And that goes on on top of your maximum hit points that you guys have. So you can go above what your maximum hit points is with that. So you got to love that. Anything else you want to do, Mbolo? Yeah, we could just pump it up here. I mean, uh... I got something. I'm glad to see you all share the same convictions that I do today. I promise you all that we will be victorious for... Gary and his team are a bunch of miscreants. 
we shall definitely prevail, for our purpose is the only true purpose. Well said. I like it. Is there anything you want to do, Ravel? Nope. Okay. Is there anything you want to do, Kalanya? No. I'll wait till I'm inside. Okay. I do want to look at one spell here. It's a new spell, I think. Okay. So after Garrick gives his speech, mm-hmm. I will grab him by the shoulders and... Yeah! You make a good leader in combat. And I cast heroism. So you're immune to being frightened and gains more temper. Do temporary hit points stack? I believe the higher amount supersedes the other one. Uh, all right, so that I instead I do shield of faith on Garrick. Okay. A shimmering field appears and surrounds a creature of your choice, granting a plus two bonus to AC. Ooh. Up to ten minutes, as long as you concentrate on it. Awesome. Yeah, okay, I'll try nice. to. Nice. We'll see how long you concentrate. <laughs> Alrighty. Anything else you want to do? Oh, arena's fervor. When you cast a spell, your party is instilled with the spirit of the arena. You and every willing ally within range has advantage on strength checks, strength saving throws, and all saving throws against the effects that cause the frightened condition. Holy cow! That's cool. Oh, and we get plus two on all damage rolls. All right, yeah, that one. Okay. (laughs) All right. And then you call upon the fervor of the arena, granting you and your allies that strength. Are you not amused? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So what all do we get from this one now? Jeez, I got a plus two to damage rolls, plus two AC. Yeah, you guys are buff-tastic right now. I love having a cleric. Any kind of strength saving throw that might come up or any frightened condition. And if anybody does fail to save, I can also give you rerolls on that mm-hmm. with some other abilities. Yeah, Imbolo's kind of built to be an arena badass. So <laughs> well, he's definitely the support guy. Yeah, he's the buff and uh, crowd maintenance kind of guy. So, anything else? You guys all set? That's good. I'm ready to battle to the death. <laughs> so let's kill some folk. All right. <laughs> Or get killed, you know, whichever. Yeah, that could happen too. We go out in a blaze of glory. Either way, I live or I get to sleep forever. That's <laughs> it. Alrighty. On the other side of the room, you see that they have a similar process that they go through with Gary Landon and his team. You see that there is a short, rotund woman who is overlooking them as the one man is overlooking your team as you prepare yourself. You can see the man with the drum is seemingly muttering things to the other team as well, potentially buffing them as well. You're not sure. You see that the small rotund woman actually goes up to Landon and she asks something under the sound of the room that you can't quite make out. And the gloom folk woman, Zala, looks to the rotund woman and says, No, it is just the three of us. For now, the most frightening and fearsome of us is only apparent. When absolutely necessary. I knew it! (laughs) The Rotund Woman nods and seems to accept this. And they are beginning to be led away. Landon turns and he regards all of you. He locks eyes first with you, Garrick. 
And then with you, Kalanya, he gives a bit of a sneer, which turns into a smile as he turns and strides out of the way with his team. The fight seems about ready to start. The crowd outside, semi above you, as you guys are entering through a small tunnel underneath the bleachers. You hear the crowd is beginning to grow, a chanting and a roaring that builds in intensity. The sound coming down around you. You step out into the arena, and what you see is a strange bedlam of activities. It appears to be a sand arena with a large waterway through the center of it. Two large ships are moored and half buried in the sand, crossing over the way. From around you and above you, you hear a voice, and then you see a man floating in the air above all of this on a small round pedestal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the arena of the drowned. To forever remember the consequences of waging war and provoking the wraths of the gods, the battlefield in front of you honors the ships and the lives lost throughout the centuries to the western ocean's eternal storm, which rages on since the Marokian curse was first laid upon the blessed land of Tanaris. The big caravels on each half represent shipwrecks. This is further illustrated by the debris and water at the bottom of the pit that divides the arena into two halves. Two wooden bridges shall connect the two sides. But this is not the only way, gentle watchers, to cross to the other side. He begins to gesture and flick his arms around, really driving up a bunch of gusto. There's lights that shimmer around his body and enunciate and really draw attention to him. There is a rope, you shall see, that connects each crow's nest to the floor beside the boats. He begins to float and hover away from the battlefield. And on the opposite side of the arena, you watch as Gary Landon, Zala, and Tebek, the silent bard, emerge. Tebek swings the drum off of his back to his front, and he pulls out the giant mace from his side. He raises it into the air, and for a moment, nothing happens. But then he brings it down in a large, powerful swing that slams into the top of the drum. There is a loud, cacophonous gong that seems to fill the entire arena. The crowd is silent for what seems to be an eternity, before erupting into applause, laughter, and screaming. It seems to be a part of the crowd is now in their corner. Oh, man. You guys can do something, too. Yeah, what are we going to do? He made a performance roll, so you guys can make one, too, if you'd like, to see who has crowd favor. And that does engage and change the fight, so. I guess we should. I could summon my dragon spirit as a huge dragon and like a flourish of cool fury, maybe as like a performance thing. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Do it. Show off. This is the time. You should love this. I dig down deep within myself and I pull forth the fiery draconic energies and summon my red dragon spirit in a huge form in the center of the water here. 
And as it comes into light, there's steam and the water being almost evaporated in a blazing performance. As the water steams away and ripples and burns out of the center of the waterway, you all see a massive red dragon fire and brimstone that burns through the morning air. There is a heat that ripples through despite the time of year, and it seems to emblazon everyone with a bit of the feeling of the power of the draconic spirit. Yeah! Those with the power of the dragon will prevail today! What was that performance check? A natural 20 for a 21. Oh, yes! The crowd loves (laughs) us! Yeah. (laughs) The crowd goes wild. Screaming, cheering, they begin to throw things down onto the arena. Flowers and stones and money. More money than stones, please. That's it. Yeah. They are loving every moment of this. The announcer gets a big, gleaming smile on his face. He looks to the crowd. Now, if we are ready, ladies and gentlemen, for your viewing pleasure, here in the Arena of Fate, a battle to the death of Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Anybody can hit a drum with a mace. (laughs) (laughs) If both teams are ready, he says, motioning to Gary Landon's team. Landon gets a sneer, and then he looks to your team. He looks to you, Kalanya. Yes, we're ready. (laughs) And with that, he throws his hands up. Let the battle begin! And then he floats out of the arena, allowing all of you to begin your fight. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Game Night Heroes. The journey continues another time. This was Tenaris, Episode 4, Among Their Monsters. Tenaris appears in partnership with Dragori Games, a new leader in tabletop gaming. Please find more information about Tenaris and their additional games at dragorigames.com to learn about Tenaris, their miniatures game, Arena, and to download samples of the setting book, Player's Guide, an adventure in the realm of madness. You can also late back their Kickstarter of Tenaris and join the march to war. Please take a moment to subscribe to the Game Night Heroes or give us a review. It helps new listeners find us and take the journey along with you and with us. We can be found on all social media at Game Night Heroes and at GameNightHeroes.com. You can follow us for updates and for new information. And feel free to message us. We'd love to hear from you and we engage with all of our fans. The Game Night Heroes podcast is hosted and game mastered by Kevin Stacy. Garrick the Dragonblade was played by Rob Alexander. Mbolo the Cleric was played by Nate Mezel. Kalanya the Wizard was played by Brittany Stone. Ravel the Madwalker was played by Colleen Alexander. Logo design and podcast cover art was created by Josh Kay. 
music featured in this episode was contributed by various artists and was found on Pixabay. This was a presentation of the Game Night Heroes. Until next time, keep dreaming your impossible dream. I will continue my prayers and take the first watch. You all turn back and Garrick's already snoring in the bed again. No, <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, legit. <laughs> I literally woke up just to put all the clues together and then crash back out of sleep. That, that was it. I shot an arrow and had an epiphany. I love it. Perfect. Join the adventure in Teneris from Draggery Games creators of the award-winning Arena Miniatures Battle Game. Tanaris is a high-fantasy campaign setting for the world's greatest role-playing game. Join the thousands that have dared answer the call to battle. Tanaris powers your Dungeons & Dragons games, including new species, four new classes, spells, magical items, archetypes for each of the original classes, and much, much more. So come, forge your team, and march into war. Find Teneris on all social media at Dragory Games and at dragorygames.com.